Welcome to this episode of the Pick Your Path podcast. My name is Emily Davis, and I am the Community Workforce Coordinator for Blue Earth Area and United South Central Schools. This podcast is to give you a quick overview of different careers. Today, I will be speaking with an outpatient therapist. So to start off with, would you like to tell us your name and where you work? My name is Nikki Bell, and I am an outpatient mental health therapist. So with that, what does it entail? Um, So what I mean by outpatient therapist is um, I work in a mental health office where people can, clients can come and go. Inpatient would be, say, if you're working at like a facility or something like that where a client lives. Outpatient is kind of the traditional, like what you would think of when you think of therapy, where a person comes for an appointment. um, So like you would see on TV shows, in a sense. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. So with being a therapist, I'm assuming there is quite a bit of education and training that goes in on the back end or the front end of it um, before you become a licensed therapist. What does that look like? So um, before becoming, like entering the field, you would need a bachelor's degree. Oftentimes, a lot of master's programs require them to be like in related fields. So um, my bachelor's degree was in child development, um, psychology, sociology, those types of fields. Um, but I do know that a lot of people kind of, um, mix them up Mm -hmm. a little bit. So, you know, maybe have an undergrad major in something that you can later combine with mental health, but it kind of depends on the grad program you're going into Mm -hmm. and then you need a master's degree. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's an additional two years of school. Yep. Additional two years in, um, a field specific to counseling. So the reason I say it that way is because like there's social work, Mm -hmm. there's, um, programs for being like licensed marriage and family therapists specifically master's programs for that there's master's programs specifically for mine was like for a um general licensure um it would count for like licensed marriage and family therapist Mm -hmm. or licensed professional clinical counselor okay is another one um so there are training master's programs that are specific to licensure or there's more general master's programs that you can later decide which licensing track you want to go okay. on. So then with that you have to take a licensure test after the master's program? Yep. Okay. So there's um a master's program which usually includes a clinical internship. Okay. Um, and that is, you know, so many hours outlined by your master's program, but that's where you really start your like in the field training. There's a licensing exam, and the content of that exam will depend on which licensing track you're going towards. Okay. And then usually after graduation, there is still um, so many hours or requirements that you need to fill before you can obtain licensure. Okay. So for example, for my career track, um, I completed my master's, master's program, I completed my licensing exam, so now I'm working on postgraduate hours towards licensure which is 4,000 hours. Oh. <laughs> it's about two years working full-time. Wow. Um, and so, you know, you're graduated, you're out of school, you're a professional, but before you obtain these levels of licensure mm-hmm. for the one that I'm going for, I need 4,000 clinical hours. And is that paid or is that yep. unpaid? Okay. Yep, that's paid. So it's not like an unpaid internship where you're no. working full-time for free. <laughs> nope. It's like you enter the field, you are a professional, okay. um, but you're receiving supervision, from a licensed supervisor, licensed and board approved supervisor, until you reach that level where it's basically saying, okay, you've worked in this field enough now, you can be like an independent person, like gotcha. an independent licensed person. Okay. So say if once I reach that career status, 
I could start my own clinic. I could open a private practice. It's basically saying that you've put in the work now. You've already been a professional for however many years, but now you are, you know, to this level where you're, um, you've learned enough. You don't need to be supervised. You can have your own license, work under your own license. So at that point you could open your own clinic if you choose to. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So there is quite a bit of levels of education and training, which is good to know. What is your typical workday like? My typical workday um, is a lot of really mostly just seeing clients. Um, usually I schedule appointments for an hour. They don't always go an hour, but say, you know, an hour. Um, it's a mixture of maybe individuals, maybe kids, adults. One of my specialties is like early childhood, so birth to five mental health, oh, which wow. most people don't even think is a thing. No. Um, <laughs> what it is. Um, and so basically seeing clients for, you know, time slots for either individual therapy, play therapy, family therapy, couples therapy, kind of um, a, a mixture of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Being in community at mental health, we see a lot of different people come okay. in the door. Um, so most of my day really is just sitting with people, being with clients, seeing people. Um, it also includes some maybe collaborating with case managers or skills workers or um, parents, phone calls to parents or, you know, those kinds of things are parts of my day too. But the majority of my day is spent just sitting with clients. So I would assume there was some, there'd be some paperwork to kind of document what happens yep. in those sessions. Yep. There's some, there's some paperwork. Fortunately and unfortunately, paperwork is necessary. It's, yes. it's a good thing. Um, but that's obviously a bit of part of my day too. Every client I work with, you know, we maintain records. There's always a note attached to each session that I see someone for. Um, you know, so there's a bit of paperwork involved on the day to day. And then there's our larger assessments that we do do for people. They're called diagnostic assessments is what we call them that we do say maybe yearly mm-hmm. or treatment planning or those kinds of things too. There is a paperwork side. Okay. But day to day, it's more the people. So with that, do you have a pretty good, um, work life to personal life balance of flexibility of oh hey my kids just because I know you have kids um (laughs) got sick at daycare is it pretty easy then to reschedule those sessions if you need to or is it a strict you know okay maybe I need to call dad to come and get the kids or I can't leave because I have these clients I think that kind of actually depends on the employer okay more than the career field because my employer specifically is pretty flexible in that way okay. if I needed to go cancel clients I could um, with so when I say telehealth I'm referring to doing sessions virtually mm-hmm. which, which is, is probably big right now with COVID. it is big right now yep mm-hmm. um, before COVID hit there were a lot of kind of requirements or restrictions on people to even do telehealth a lot of that has been waived Okay. So now we we are doing quite a few sessions virtually, which is very different from sitting in the same room mm-hmm. as someone, but we make it work. So say if that were to happen and I were need to re to need to reschedule or move around my schedule, I could possibly switch some to virtual. If, you know, I needed to cancel my day or move around my day, I could, but that is basically because of my employer. They're okay. very um accommodating in that way so other employers in the field may say you're sorry you got to keep your schedule it yeah I think it kind of depends on that's kind of an employer thing and that's good to know too going into it um so for all of this work you do which is a lot what is the average salary range for our area the average in Minnesota is about 50,000 okay annual salary um metro areas it's it could be a bit higher here. It could be a bit lower, but I think that's 
pretty much spot on okay. just because of so much of mental health is regulated by larger policy. Oh yeah. I and so I think that's pretty standard for yeah. like a full-time salary okay. across the state. Favorite part of your job? My favorite part is the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in, I'm, we're considered a helping profession. Mm-hmm. I'm in this profession because I like to help. I like mm-hmm. to, to help people. I like to connect with people. So honestly, the favorite part, well, I do really like writing a good assessment. There you go. I'm a nerd in that way. But <laughs> my favorite part is the people. So you would say you have to be a people person to be in this profession. You have to be a people person to be in this profession. You have, yes. <laughs> um, and not just an advice giver, because that's kind of one of the misconceptions. You go to the therapist because they'll tell you what to do. Nope. We're not here to be advice givers. We're here to be listeners. We're here to be support people. We're not... We're not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> We're going to help you find your own answer to what to do. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, my favorite part is the people um, and really growth that comes from seeing people. Growth for both not only like how I help them grow, but I learn so much from the people that come in my door. Mm-hmm. I feel like I grow by being in a room with them. That's awesome. Yes, that's my favorite. That's, that's inspiring. Yep, that's my favorite part. <laughs> that's awesome. Honestly. So then what, on kind of to flip that, what is one thing people don't know about your job? Um, I think some of the things that people don't know is, well, I feel like there's a lot that people don't know. Partially because we're, we're bound by HIPAA. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is a health, um, health information law that maintains people's confidentiality and privacy. So like the day-to-day of my job, there's not a ton that I can talk about. I don't get to go home to my husband and complain about, you know, (laughs) whatever. There's so much that's kind of bound by confidentiality and privacy. Um, Also, a lot of what people do know about therapy or therapists is from movies and shows. Very true. Which is not accurate. That's good to know. (laughs) It is not accurate. Um... I'm not sitting here in some chair analyzing people like they do on Criminal Minds. <laughs> as fun as those shows are. They're just not, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's about being human with another person in a room. Okay. Not sitting there being an analyst. Now, I'm speaking to my career field, which specifically is counseling. That's mm-hmm. the license I'm going for. The fields of psychology, psychiatry, which are closely related, but those might look a bit different. But anyways, in my, in my case, you know, it's, it's very much... Um, human mm-hmm. and connecting with people more than the sitting and analyzing someone or I'm going to predict what you're going to do or I'm sitting there picking apart your brain as yeah. we're talking. That's not so much what it is. Okay, that's good <laughs> um, to know. Yeah. I, Lastly, any advice for students who want to go into this type of career field? Um, I would say for anyone who's interested, um, just connect with people who are in the field reach out to me mm-hmm. talk to me about it I'll You're... we can sit all day and talk about it. it you know I mean just do research ask questions don't limit yourself because really you know when I went into it too I was thinking like I have an undergrad of child development no like I'm not gonna this is gonna be a totally different career field mm-hmm. it really wasn't I was able to combine them that's awesome um and turn it into what I do now into one of my specialty areas and you know the field of mental health is so broad mm-hmm. that really whatever interest areas you have 
you can bring to the field and just make as part of your person as a therapist too. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it doesn't need to be as limited as maybe I think I went to into it thinking it was. Um, so, yeah, I guess advice I would just say, do your research, connect with people, ask questions. Um, even, oh my goodness, actually I did do this before I went into my master's program. I met with one of the advisors of the program and we sat and talked about what it was about, what, it, what would this be. You know, like, um, just... Yeah, connect with people who... Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out. And that was Nikki Bell, outpatient therapist. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Throughout the rest of the episodes, we will be exploring different careers. If there are any careers that you would like to learn more about, please let me know. You can send them to emily.davis at cedausa.com. Thank you for listening and have a great day.